the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is exploding. At least we expect it to explode. We've got breaking news happening every day. More and more evidence of fraud in this election. And it's possibly going to be going down in some state legislatures across the country. we got to talk about that, and it needs to go down. We need to throw down, okay? That's what the Republican Party needs to be doing. It needs to be the Republican Party in in total, not just the what some people are calling the ragtag group of lawyers, kind of like the Dirty Dozen. Did you ever see that movie? You know what? I'm okay with whatever description you want to put for these patriots that are doing everything that they can to save this American country uh, from becoming a third world tin pot dictator banana republic. But they shouldn't be doing it alone. They should have the help of the Republican Party because we are at war, according to David Horowitz, who will be here a little bit later with us tonight. Everybody's been talking about his piece that he wrote because let me tell you, he's fighting back and he is prepared to fight back and he wants the Republican Party to do so. Many people are saying that if the Republican Party does not, that they are prepared to walk away from the Republican Party. If that means just helping to support a third party, I'm not really sure what that means. So we got Brian Maloney, our friend from Stop the Scalpings and Red Wave America, who's going to be here with us at the bottom half of the hour to give his perspective and also talk about, uh, since he was a part of a media equalizer and Stop the Scalpings, you know, he helped save Laura Ingram. He helped save Sean Hannity. And I can't wait to hear his perspective on what's happening over there. But we want to hear from you guys as well. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. We are streaming live right now on the Answer on Facebook at the Answer San Diego Facebook page, as well as shh, and our little private Facebook page called Kaniacs, of which I am proudly displaying on my shirt. K A Y E N I A C S. The number is 888-344-1170. My question for you guys tonight is, what are you thankful for as we go into this Thanksgiving? Because I think that we need to keep a grateful heart. And always, when, when we stay in a place of gratitude, we're able to still withstand all the slings and arrows and all the difficulties that we've got in, in, in happening in life. And we've got to stay positive in this battle. So you tell me what you're thankful for this this Thanksgiving. And it, also anything else on your mind, 888-344-1170. With that in mind, I got to bring in my man. It's none other than DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Did not come this far to overcome this much and fight this hard only to surrender our country back to the depraved Washington swamp. 
that pretty much says it all. And so one of the things I am thankful for, Andrea, is President Donald Trump. He is just on Twitter all the time saying he's not conceding. He's not giving up. He believes. So because of that, I believe I'm very thankful for family. I'm very thankful for friends that I can still communicate with and love on a daily basis. I'm thankful for being associated with patriots like you that don't give up on this country and don't give up on speaking their mind. And it's a great time to be an American. And we just have to hold true to what our ideals tell us to do, which comes from the Lord Almighty. Absolutely. Well said. And, uh, you know, that's that's what I'm thankful for as well. I just had surgery, so I'm thankful I've got the f- support and of uh, family and friends who stuck with me through that. Great co-workers here like yourself. And, just, and, and I'm still... Incredibly grateful that I was blessed enough to be born in the United States of America, which is one reason why it galls me to death. The anti-Americanism that is going on in this country. How, how are you suffering? Do, do you have any idea what poverty is like? I mean, the Democrats are doing everything that they can to 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 create poverty in this country. We've got a seventy year old business in San Diego going under because of Democrat oh, lockdowns. My heart. But yeah, it's, it it because it is it's absolutely heartbreaking. We've got tens of thousands of businesses that have said now across the state of California that they are not going to be able to stay open. We are intentionally we have governors across this country and Democrats intent on manufacturing poverty. But even still, it's the greatest country in the face of the earth. There is absolutely no explanation. Explanation beyond complete depravity and a and a desire to seize complete control. Uh, to, it, David Horowitz is right, and we're going to have him on a little bit. He's we've got to get they the Democrats are at a war against this country. They're at a war against First Amendment, against Second Amendment as well, and it's and they are totalitarians. And we need to be pushing back. And the one man who I'm grateful for who stood in the way between us and them. They had to. They had to get him out of the way, and they had to do it with what I am referring to as grand theft election. And uh, but you know what? We're not alone, DJ Potato Skins, because there a poll came out. CNBC is horrified today because seventy three percent of Trump voters, which includes Democrats and Independents, seventy three percent say that Trump won, and two thirds of the of the voters think that he should never concede to Biden. That is horrible news for the Democrats, because let me tell you, part of the game that they have played in this theft involved Fox Fox News Friday night. They've done everything that they could to try to play with your psyche, to try to gaslight you. They intentionally didn't call for Trump when he won Florida. They called Arizona too early. It was all about creating a perception, pushing a narrative. And you know what? You guys were too smart for it. But not only were you too smart for it, it never made sense. It didn't make sense that all of a sudden we're supposed to believe that all the contestant states suddenly at the same time, not even one or two of them, all of them, all of them at the same time stops voting when Trump should have been called the winner. They stop counting the votes, kick out Republicans, pretend there's a water leak in Georgia, and they continue to count the votes, including magically hundreds of thousands of votes. And on that, that came in in the dead of night. We know that there is dead people voting. We know that according to one statistician, Matt Baynard, who said that a oh, hundred thousand absentee ballots were cast by people who said their address was like a FedEx or a UPS office. So you know what? You can you can lie to us and try to gaslight us, mainstream media. But seventy three percent of the Trump voters are, are smarter than that. But even but but you don't even have to be smart to see the videos that have gone around where you've got Democrats clapping when Republican observers who are supposed to be in to observe the count are kicked out. 
So, I, you know, this this is encouraging to me because when you've got this kind of support, oh, and the majority of, of Trump supporters as well say that they want him to continue to fight until the states certify the results. And they uh, 66% think that he should never concede. And I don't see the number here. But many of them want the Republican Party to stand up um, and to start fighting back in the way Trump does. Amen. They don't. But see, that's why the Republican Party want him out. This morning I was on Newsmax and we're going to talk to Brian Maloney a little bit about this later. And they were asking me about, you know, the the push right now for and I talked about this a little bit on the show last night. Uh, for the Republican Party that that many Republicans are saying you either stand up for Trump or we're never going to support you again. And I said, well, of course, of course, that's the vote. That's that's the position that we've got. Ignoring. Enabling and participating in election fraud, which has included Republicans, is certainly not a fundraising or get out the vote strategy. Why would anybody go and so what's the message? Gee, what's the campaign slogan for these two Senate races in Georgia? Forget how we screwed you over and kicked your guy, President Trump, to the curb, Georgians. You come out and vote for us. You can trust us. We're going to take care of you. It's an, it's insane. Here's a couple of updates. Um, there are speaking of the state legislators. We had um, who is it that we had on the show? We had an attorney on who explained it was James Herson who explained the process. There is a process under the Constitution to deal with these types of contested election issues, one of which is it goes back to the state legislators. They're the ones under our Constitution who pick the, the electors. And so one of the initial pushes from the Trump legal team was to stop the states from certifying. Sidney Powell said even if they certify, they're going to have to set that aside. Because of the fraud that we're going to present, she's supposedly going to file her big blockbuster legal suit tomorrow, one of which is in Georgia. We know our man Lynn Wood. Oh, he is. I I just recently discovered him because of you. He's awesome. Lynn Wood, the man who got, we don't know how much bank he got for Nicholas Sandman after the mainstream media and CNN sought to destroy him. Um, But he's obviously he's filed multiple lawsuits in Georgia. He has tonight he's issued a subpoena for video evidence coming out of that arena because you remember the hoax that they played. Don't tell don't tell me Republican Governor George Kemp and Republican Secretary of State that everything was on the up and up down there when you pretended you had a water link at the state farm. I think it was arena kicked out Republican voters said we're going to stop voting for the night. The Republicans leave. The Democrats keep keep voting. There was never any water leak. Well, you know what? Lynn Wood wants the video evidence on top of video evidence because of that little game of shenanigans. He wants he wants video of the arena because there were reports of shredding. Ballots. There is reports of. Um, let me see. Oh, it's some, some pretty substantial stuff. Well, it's absolutely substantial, and it will get and and it will reveal a lot. So um, there was also ballots that they tossed aside that were reportedly for Trump, as well as other evidence of different types of of uh, illegal electioneering. You know what, Andrea? I know there's a there's a bunch of different fraud in a bunch of different states. I really think the focus is going to be on Georgia because what is uncovered in Georgia, I think, could really turn over a couple of new leaves as far as where we're going forward with this. Well, I think it has to be Georgia, but it also has to it, it really has to be enough states to where it's considered widespread. Oh, I agree. Or, or the Supreme Court's not going to take it. And it's not going to be enough to overturn the the fraudulent uh, um, uh call or whatever you want to say uh, awarding it to Joe Biden it's got to be it's got to include Pennsylvania it's got to include Arizona there was a, a gateway pundit put out a report today that a machine error 
gave, I think, 9,000 too many votes to Biden. So now the margin uh, the margin of vote, uh, Biden is only up by 4,000 votes. Well, we know in Arizona all the different uh, fraudulent things that were handled with the mail-in ballots as well. So what's going to happen in Arizona, Pennsylvania, and Michigan beginning tomorrow, the first is going to be tomorrow, there's going to be hearings at the state legislators. And what's going to happen is this is the Trump campaign statement. Each participating senator will give a five-minute opening statement followed by testimony from witnesses who have filed affidavits attesting to 2020 election fraud. And the first hearing will take place in Pennsylvania tomorrow, and it will be Rudy Giuliani. Then we will have Arizona will hold their hearing on November 30th, and Michigan will follow holding their state legislator hearing on December 1st. um, The Trump campaign went on to say that state legislators have the sole authority to select their their representatives to the Electoral College, providing a critical safeguard against voter fraud and election manipulation. This is clearly put up or shut up time. These witnesses need to go up there and, and affidavits are, are, are evidence, but there's going to need to be, it's, it's going to need to be absolutely concrete, drop dead concrete and blockbuster because we know that these Republicans do not have uh, a backbone. We know many of them are never Trumpers. We know many of them are happy to get rid of Trump. We know many of them are weak. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in the position we're in today. And concrete evidence is important because if they, if they turn their back on the concrete evidence, they're exposed. Absolutely. So it accomplishes a couple of things. Well, first of all, the fact that every one of these contested states where we've had this level of fraud, which is rampant and all over the place, involves Republican controlled state legislators. Why is the Republican? Why? Why is the Trump campaign having to push for this? How did these fraudulent means get in place in these areas, in these states? Why have the Republican state legislators let it get to this point? Why did we have a Republican controlled legislator uh, legislature legislators? You know, I can never say that word certify the votes in these areas i said last week it's going to come down to republicans who have the who control all the cards here and i'm not confident in the republican party i I hope that there's any listening right now andrea i want to point out again we're not joking you don't do what you're supposed to do and you don't stand with the president say goodbye to your jobs well or, or say goodbye to the party we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue this discussion. I want to hear from you guys. 888-344-1170. What are you thankful for? And are will you be done with the Republican Party if the Republicans and the RNC don't stand up for Trump right now with this election? Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. You know what I'm going to miss this year? And nobody agrees with me. I'm going to miss Black Friday. I'm going to miss getting up at like 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, I've never done that. Well, I never did it for like a TV item. I never did any of that. But I used to go and um, back and buy like work suits and my business suits, you know, I'd get like a, just a super nice, beautiful business suit that would be like a $500 suit for like 50 bucks, you know, or I'd get and God created and Cyber Monday. That's better for me. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I still like brick and mortar. You know, I'm so devastated by what's happening to retail. The 70 year old, you know, sports shop in North Park, you know, in San Diego that's going under tonight and what we're doing to entrepreneurs, you know, and this, which are these small businesses are the lifeblood of our economy. You know, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, how about 
about if you're going to shut down business, why not shut down Walmart? And on the second lockdown, shut down the big, the big, you know, the Democrats pretend like they care about the little guy. No, they don't. They're they're the party of big business. They're the party of Wall Street. They're not the party of Main Street. What is Main Street America? It's little mom and pop local businesses owning and operating, living the American dream. In fact, retail, small business retail and little mom and pop shops are how so many immigrants really, you know, were able to come here in this country and pull themselves up out of poverty and live the American dream. And it's being destroyed and it's being destroyed intentionally. There's absolutely no reason for why now in L.A. County, you can't even sit outside at a restaurant. I mean, that's it's insane. And it's at the point to where it's so insane. It's at the point to where, as Larry Elder was talking about earlier, he said he was shocked that so many Americans have gone along with it. I wasn't initially shocked because we even had President Trump. He was fed a bunch of lies about this from people who didn't know who came into his office and said we don't know enough about this we got to shut down the country or too many people will die well if you don't know enough about it to know how bad it is or how contagious it is then obviously you don't know enough to predict any number and you don't know enough to say that we should shut it down but nevertheless we did at this point you've got to be insane to buy in to the nonsense that is being fed to you at this point the numbers have already been shown well yeah it just if it was in any way even remotely as contagious as people said it was spread the way it was uh 80,000 people <coughs> couldn't have shown up to a rally without then having at least 5,000 of them showing up at the hospital not long after and it didn't happen <coughs> i get so fired up <laughs> don't swallow your water the wrong way <laughs> anyway um we got to start rising up against this because if you don't it'll come a point where you can't (laughs) we are already at a breaking point we can't keep going in this country and all this cyber money stuff no offense i got family that doesn't like to do it anymore but uh, all that's doing is keeping these big box stores keeping the amazons alive while little mama pops are being destroyed we're destroying our country we had hoped to have david horowitz on tonight because he's written an amazing piece called fighting words about the fact, and it's and it's really extraordinary. It's so extraordinary. Rush Limbaugh read it. We're we're trouble con- having trouble connecting with him tonight. But I want you guys to read his piece. It's on front page mag, and there's a couple of of things that that I want to read to you guys about it because this is a war that we're at right now, and and the Democrats are literally waging a war against this country, and that is not being hyperbolic. It is a war against the citizens. When you think that you've got the right as a governor who's still collecting 300 grand a year of taxpayers' money, using taxpayer, and then taking a taxpayer-funded trip to Hawaii, he's got, when he's got lockdowns and breweries and wineries are not allowed to stay open, his Plump Jack winery is open, um, he, he's telling you you're not allowed to gather inside or eat inside a restaurant, and you got to wear a mask. You know, you know the whole story you know that is a war when when he, when you've got government officials doing that but arbitrarily shutting down and destroying businesses that is a war against the citizens and the problem that we've got as david horowitz talked about is that we've got a republican party and conservatives that either don't realize we're in a war are too weak to fight back and we have to fight we do not have a republican party brian maloney will be here in a moment we do not have a republican party as david horowitz talked about that's doing anything to fight back and 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 when they do speak out against it they they used um 
They say things like, he says, here's how you know the Republican Party doesn't realize they're at a war. Because when the Republican, when the Democrats pull their crap, the Republicans say stuff like, oh, well, that's that's the Democrats playing politics. And he says, no, they're not playing anything. They're literally waging a war against us. He said it's against individual freedom, which is what you can see with the coronavirus, with these mask mandates. And now coming, we're going to have vaccination mandates. Um, One of the things that they're talking about here, uh, potato skins with vaccination mandates, possibly in California, is for, for businesses. That in order for your business to be allowed to be open, you're going to have to require your employees to vaccinate. Um, it's a it's a war against America's constitutional order and against the capitalist engine of our prosperity. And Americans are only beginning to realize now that we're in a war. He talks about the the war, the assault on election day itself, and how um, and that and he even references the machines that flipped votes for Biden. And we know that that's true. What do you mean? There's no evidence that Sidney Powell, what she's talking about with these Dominion machines. Even the Democrats acknowledged in Antrim County alone in Michigan or Wisconsin, Antrim County, over 6,000 votes flipped. We just found that out again in Arizona. He says um, he says that the Democrats, he said the Republicans can still be heard referring to Democrats as liberals when it's obvious even to them there's nothing liberal about their policies. He says the Democrats are vindictive bigots who are actively destroying the First Amendment in our universities on the Internet. And are once no longer free press. He goes on to say. It's not. He he, he goes on to say that if you if you think that he's being too harsh here, he says, where then was the Democrat who dissented from the public lynching of an exemplary public service servant, Justice Brett Kavanaugh, over an incident that never happened 37 years ago? Where then was the Democrat who was outraged by the four year Russian collusion hoax and the failed coup and impeachment attempts? See, they all unify together. The entire Democrat Party, which he says are not Democrats, they are totalitarians. They have declared war, as I said, on the First Amendment and uh, the Second Amendment, the Electoral College, the Senate, the Supreme Court, the election system, and the idea of civil order. They have called for the Republican president of the United States to be deplatformed and jailed. Their obvious goal is a one-party state that criminalizes dissent. To them, support for such basic necessities as borders and law enforcement are racist. They are not progressive. They are reactionaries. He goes on to say that we've got to get better, that these de- these definitions are important, that we must. Democrats are brilliant at using word games. And the Republicans, are we are allowing them to wage this war unabated in this country. And you know what? This comes, but it's not just on this Republican Party that we're going to talk about with Brian Maloney in a minute. What are we doing as American citizens? And I talked about this going on Veterans Day, Potato Skins. We have got to stand up and rise up for ourselves. A business owner, one of the business owners who lost the lawsuit in San Diego said, you know what? It's time for the business owners to say, we're not going to comply anymore. We cannot count on the judges, these dictators in robes, because you know what? As part of the war, the Democrats have weaponized the courts against us. So the courts are a part of it. They're a part of the war. And we're going to have to take our, our nation back. Trump can't do it alone, even if Trump is successful with his team of lawyers in ensuring a, a, a fair outcome, a legit outcome of this election. The rest of this war is going on in this country. How many of you are in it? How many of you are fighting it? We got to fight back and take our country back. You know, for instance, if they mandate these vaccines, Andrea, what it's going to take is all, you know, these companies that are successful standing up and say, you know what? 
we're not doing that. We're not making our employees take this vaccine. That's not constitutional. Absolutely. We're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to bring in Brian Maloney and get his perspective on this, um, as well as on the media. Interesting, exciting news today about Newsmax and about an alternative, some competition for Fox News. And I want to hear from you guys. 888-344-1170. What are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. A couple good pieces of news coming out of the Trump administration today. The Dow hit. 30K today, babies. Did you hear me? Do you think that there's any chance in the world that under a Biden administration or under if Hillary Clinton had won, that with this pandemic, with these lockdowns, what's been done with these Democrat governors, that we'd be anywhere near that? We are only in the position that we're in economically right now limping along us as we are in some areas, thanks to these Democrat shutdowns, because Trump, the foundation of our economy that was in place because of President Trump. And then Potato Skins just told me in my ear during the break that there's news. Tell everybody what you just found out, Tater Skins. Well, I am hoping this is true, but the reports I am reading on Twitter says this. Fox and Axios are reporting that POTUS, President Donald J. Trump, will pardon General Flynn. I love it. And I guess, you know, I guarantee you my next guest here is going to be loving that good news, too. And it's, of course, my friend Brian Maloney of Stop the Scalpings, Media Equalizer, and Red Wave America. And he joins me now. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, great to be back. (laughs) Oh, gosh, so much to cover with you, my friend. Um, There was actually a red wave, including the president. And uh, we know that there was a grand uh, theft uh, election in play. But I want to read to you before we talk talk about that. I want to read you an email that I got from somebody, and you can email me anytime at andreakshow.com for my appearance on Newsmax today, in which I talked about the Republican Party and people getting frustrated with them. And he said, hi, Ms. K. I heard you for the first time on Newsmax, and you nailed it. I'm reading this to you, Brian, because I want to get your response. He says, I'm 59 years old, voted for Reagan twice, and I'm so ticked off at weak, spineless, gutless, cowardly Republicans that I can't stand it. They talk the talk, but rarely deliver. The entire, here's where he gets into bold caps, the entire political system has moved to the left over decades. I'm not a right-wing radical. I have moved one, I haven't moved one inch since 75. Everyone else has moved to the left for me. In today's world, JFK would be a Tea Party, Trump trained conservative. The center we hear so much about is now nearing socialism. The truth is, these professional Republican politicians we hire don't really care about winning or doing the right thing, and all they truly care about is just holding their own little useless office. President Trump is the first true conservative president since Reagan question here's your question Brian why is this Republican Party not fighting like he double toothpicks to support him and drain the dang swamp and then there's the voter fraud issue oh my god sincerely yours Mark Hill in Colorado your response Brian Maloney from Red Wave America well I'll tell you it's because the GOP still doesn't understand the only reason they still exist at all is because of Trump uh, I mean, they see Trump as a problem or a thorn in their side that they're happy to get rid of. But what they don't recognize is that there is no GOP base uh, without Trump. So without Trump, the remaining GOP is an empty vessel. 
And that's why I think people have hit peak frustration because they're seeing these people in Washington uh, who are looking out for themselves and think it's safer to to uh, jettison Trump, uh, you know, as though there's some kind of future that they have on their own and they don't have a future on their own. They have nothing. So this is why we're talking about the almost inevitability of a replacement party. I'm not talking about, you know, well, we split the vote because, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying you start a mega party or whatever you want to call it, and the GOP's entire base vanishes overnight. I mean, remember, this was a CNBC, this is an NBC poll. Only 3% of Republicans think that was a free and fair election. 3%. Uh, that's, you know, that is a poll that we can, uh, I mean, I wonder who this, well, I know who the 3% are. Those are the never Trumpers. What I'm saying is you start a MAGA party that needs to be kicked off one tweet from Trump and you have a MAGA party, yep. 97% defect immediately. People are so fed up with the Republican party. Uh, and, and from there, you know, the GOP, they can have their 3%. <laughs> they can enjoy that. They can become the new libertarian party or something with their, you know, tiny little vote a percentage. Absolutely. Because, you know, you got Paul Ryan come out today saying he's so sick and tired of hearing the Trump campaign attack our systems, our election systems. You know, that's, they're so out of touch with the, with the Republican voters. They despise, well, I don't know. Are they really out of touch and not understand? Standard, do they just despise us that much? Well, or and, and one, the two can don't have to be mutually exclusive. I think they're one and the same. They are so out of touch that they hate us. They don't get it. And well, it really is, yeah. It really is both of those things. Well, it is both of those things. They absolutely despise us as though if they get rid of Trump, that we're suddenly going to re-embrace the Republican Party. They treat us like the Democrats treat the African-American vote. And the African-American vote is starting to peel away when they started to see results from a man who said, what do you have to lose? Come vote for me. The Democrat Party has been betraying you. Well, you know what? That's where we're at as Republicans, although we're we're dialed in and we're I think we're ready to go. I think the, the hiccup at this point is that is that both parties, the Republicans and the Democrats, um, it, did so much working together to yeah. make it virtually impossible, if not not impossible, but next to it to actually have a real third party launch. But if anybody could do it, it would be Trump. Well, there really is. When people talk about a uniparty in Washington, there really is a uniparty. Yeah. Republicans and Democrats really are one and the same in most in most regards, with very few exceptions, maybe a few fringe outliers on one end or the other. But that's it. It is a single party. It is single party rule in Washington. And you see it when you work in and around Washington, as I have. You see that they're all friends. And you know, whenever I tell people that, you know, I get people that are angry that are both on the right, left, and everywhere, people think, but I've been told, you know, this party versus that one. And the bottom line here is there isn't much difference. And a MAGA party, I mean, I think what America is waiting for is for Trump to announce it. And I think that Trump will announce it once everything is exhausted if things don't go the way many hope. Um after that, he can easily just say, look, you know, the party didn't back me. The party has been, they've been backstabbing me all along. It's a bunch of Paul Ryans and Mitt Romneys, and we got we to gotta go. And that's all anyone's waiting for. And then, boom, build the new party, exclude all of the current GOP leadership from being able to move over. Members of Congress can, you know, they can join if they, I mean, they can switch their party if they want. Well, they'll need to yeah. <laughs> because they won't be reelected otherwise. Mm-hmm. 
So I think it would be a really exciting time for America because, you know, they can have that 3% that thinks the election is free and fair, but the, the over unbelievable, overwhelming majority of Americans who are Republicans who know that election was stolen uh, can't wait salivating at the chance to build a new party. Imagine how exciting that would be. Well, yeah, it would be very exciting because <clears throat> it's it's hope. Because what's happening yeah. right now is you've got you've got Republican voters completely demoralized. They understood that they they they. Uh, and you have to look back and go, okay, remember that these were President Trump was elected as an outsider because people were fed up with both parties promising the world and delivering Hoboken. No offense to Hoboken. So they bring in an outsider, and you know what? He delivered results. And now that, and, and yeah. in the process, he exposed, we got to see the extent of the deep state. When people in 2016 chanted, Drain the swamp, we knew there was a swamp. We didn't know how bad it was. Now we're finding right. out, now we're finding out that we knew that the Republican Party was too scared to do anything about voting voter ID, and that they were pushing turnout to overcome fraud. Now we're finding out, you look at Georgia, you look at the mess that is Georgia, and you find out that it's a Republican governor, Brian Maloney, it's a Republican well, secretary right. of state that have participated in fraud, and then that's when it's like the Republican Party is like, oh, oh, hold up a second. I, you know, there's even people saying, uh, you know, unless and, and Loeffler and Purdue stand up and push that state to have a special legislative session, why should anybody go and vote for them in, well, in January? Well, that's okay. That's exactly right. I just came back from a week in Georgia, and I was at those protests. And I really understood the irony of being there. We're sitting out in front of the state capitol in Atlanta, and you know we're out there in the street because they had us barricaded, so we couldn't enter the capitol grounds. And there's really no nothing but a sidewalk in front. It's a very cramped little area there in that, that state's capital. Um, you know, unlike like Sacramento or something, it's very, very, very different. Um, and I, the irony that we were there protesting Republicans, you know, I, I mean, because yeah. Republicans weren't doing their jobs, we weren't there protesting Democrats. We were there protesting Republicans. And who's around the corner? A hundred well-armed Antifa thugs around the corner trying to stop us from demonstrating against Republicans. <laughs> it's crazy. And the only thing stopping us. The only thing keeping them, and they were all armed, I mean, heavily armed. Wow. The only thing keeping us apart was a wall of Georgia State troopers. I mean, a physical wall. Wow. I mean, they, they they did a really good job. There's some uh, bubbles down they there. Said, they said, you, you know, you, we, you can't uh, protest any longer because we can't hold them back any longer. Wow. So that's why we had to disperse and leave. I mean, the, the, set, the, the you know, the sense was they couldn't hold them back. Wow. Well, so, I... It, uh, yeah, excuse me for interrupting, but I got a couple more questions I want to get in. First of all, there was a scary threat that Lynn Wood from Georgia posted today that uh, from an Antifa leader who says that if there's not a concession by Sunday, they're going to start blocking off conservative areas and they're going to start burning things down and, and attacking conservatives. I don't know if that was a, a real threat or not, um, but I know that the FBI has investigated a drawer pull at an ASCAR race, but they're not investigating this. The FBI, the DOJ is doing nothing when. And the head of the GSA is is even has her pets threatened, you know. Uh, right. They they decided the Department of Justice has said that they are not going to investigate the attack on Rand Paul and his wife right. and who was behind it. So the FBI yeah. and the DOJ they're not investigating anything that's going on right now. We've got one little band of we've got Trump and his little band of attorneys. They're going to be going to these state legislators and you know presenting their case. Do you have any hope that, that going? 
forward with these state legislators? Do you think it's going to end up in the House? How do you see this playing out? Well, I see I see more cowardice. Um, I do too. It's possible that some individual legislators might take a stand, some of them. Uh, but probably not enough. They are chicken uh, and they are afraid of threats and they'll just be doxxed and threatened by Antifa. It's just going to be the same regime we've seen all the way through. And the end result is that, as you've talked about with the FBI, I mean, there really is no protection anymore. So the society itself is breaking down. I mean, these Washington institutions are, are corrupt beyond repair. So what happens, I think, you know, we're not only talking about a new party, but I absolutely see, and I saw a town hall article about this, it was town hall today, and I've been talking to people about this for weeks, is that I see red states looking at the situation and saying, okay, America's now hopelessly corrupt. Um, we, there's, you know, we, there's nothing really we can do to stop or save any of it, but we have all these like-minded millions of people all around us. Maybe we just try to save ourselves, and it's not about breaking away from America. The red states become the remainder of America, and the blue states can have their little Soviet Union. But I do see states beginning to break apart physically, and I think that's where we're at. And it might sound crazy to some people, but if you really think about it, we've seen this coming for a while, where you get to the point where if you're a red state and you cut off the limbs to save the patient, and you just say, you know, this is about protecting my family, my community, uh, the people around me at this point, and we can't work with these other guys anymore. I mean, there's nothing to stick around and fight for. All we're fighting for is, you know, how fast we're dragged into AOC's socialist uh, regime, right. which is where we're headed straight forward. So you just say, you know, we've got a great state here in Texas, Oklahoma, Alabama, you know, Mississippi, South Carolina. Florida. I think Georgia is still very much a red state. I think it, it's just that was fraud. Georgia's as red as I was talking to people all over the place, and I couldn't believe what people were telling me. There's a widespread sentiment in Georgia that that election was stolen. When you talk to local people, and I did it for a whole week, I couldn't even get into an Uber without the couple of the drivers getting into it, and they were young African-American males, yeah, mean, and, I, and they thought the election was stolen. Yeah, I've got family all over the state, and the last time I was down there two years ago on Thanksgiving, my Uber driver, an African-American, was, you know, wore my ear off praising Trump all the way, you know, the 40-minute drive to the airport. So, uh, real quick, in the 30 seconds we've got left, Newsmax is reportedly gone from an average of 58,000 viewers a night to over a million. Um, it's crazy, but how do you feel? You and your organization were instrumental in helping to save Laura Ingram, helping to save Sean Hannity when people were going after their advertisers, and now they have thrown all of us under the bus. At least that's my perception. What's yours? Well, I think that they are under the, you know, Paul Ryan is the one calling the shots in there, as are the Murdochs juniors. I think if any of them had any backbone, they would walk off the air and leave their shows. I think they're making a real mistake sticking around doing the show and letting it be watered down, all of them, including Tucker, who, you know, who would really become the leader of the conservative movement and then just sit there and start towing their party line. All the respect that we had for him was lost. So they've all made a terrible, terrible mistake. Uh, and they will regret it because their credibility is permanently destroyed. And Fox, as a brand, is permanently destroyed. Going liberal was about as smart as new Coke. Um, <laughs> that's about how, you know, yeah. catch the wave, new new Fox. And, uh, you know, like it's 1987 all over again. And it was a disaster. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, it absolutely is. And, the, you know, they hired supposedly hired a PR team. Um, I don't know if that was before or after Sandra, Sandra Smith was rolling her eyes. I mean, you know, they, they're they just doubling down. I, I At least this is what I'm hearing. They're done. I mean, I, ha- I haven't watched it actually since Chris Wallace perpetrated the hit job on oh, Trump yeah. at the debate. Yeah. I mean, I haven't turned it on yeah. since. It has not been on in my home. So No, no, Fox is done. So we're looking at alternatives. And I think a Trump TV network would be an incredible smash success. And so would Newsmax and OAN continue to be successful as well. There's room for all of those, but there is no longer room for Fox. There's no constituency, no audience that's liberal waiting to watch Fox now that it isn't conservative. They already have two networks of their own. They don't need Fox. They're not going to move over. So there's no audience left for Fox. Well, yeah, it's like the Republicans that want to run as Democrat light. It's like you're not throwing any red meat to the base. So the base doesn't want to come out for you. It's Romney in 2012. And you're not you're not throwing enough entitlement programs and and money and, you know, at the people that are claiming to be victims. So the Democrats don't want you and you lose. So anyway, exactly right. Yeah. Well, Brian Maloney, thank you for being here tonight. And I agree with you. I think it's time for a MAGA party. And I hope that that's, you know, in the end, that may be the best thing for us. Um, ultimately. So you have a very merry, happy Thanksgiving, my friend. You too. Thanks. All right. We'll be back. More Andrew K. Show coming up. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A.K., Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. How many of y'all on Thanksgiving Day are going to be eating 10 servings of 31 fruits and veggies? Not that many of y'all, unless you count an apple pie. In that, I ain't believing that for a second. And since stores are closed for Black Friday, many of them are. I've got an idea for y'all. You can still eat naughty over the holidays. Try to do everything in, in, in moderation. But I am telling you, I was talking to family today. It is extraordinary that I have not had to take any antibiotics in almost a year now. I've spent my entire life on antibiotics multiple times a year dealing with ear infections, upper respiratory infections. Uh, sinus infections, um, you know, living at the ear, nose and throat doctor. And the only explanation I have is bounce in nature. I take my three three veggie capsules a day, three fruit capsules a day. I get 10 servings of 31 fruits and and vegetables, and I feel better than ever. And I got to tell you guys, order it for yourself, order it for Christmas presents uh, for people. Go to balanceinnature.com, use the discount code HEALTH, free shipping right now. 35% 35% off of preferred orders. They've got health coaches that help you figure out what you need because they've also got, like, I use the spice mix, this fiber. So they've, they've got different choices for you guys. So what I use may not be right for you. But anyway, um, I'm not going to be here tomorrow night. So this is my last show before Thanksgiving. I've got Wendy Patrick is going to be filling in for me tomorrow night. You guys love Wendy. She's a phenomenal conservative um Legal analyst, she's going to be filling in for me tomorrow night. So this is my last show with you, Skins, before Thanksgiving. Oh, we have a very special Friday show cooked up for him, though. Yeah, and we no do. no giblets involved. No, none at all. None at all. Um, what are you doing Thanksgiving? Anything? What's your favorite, like, Thanksgiving tradition? We actually, my family has kept it usually pretty just us. I mean, we've done big extended family gatherings, and even though it would be nice to stick it to Gavin Newsom and do that this year, uh, you know, just just me, my kids, my brother, his kids, and my, and my folks, and just, you know, playing games and eating lots of food, and it'll be just fine. What's your favorite 
food item on Thanksgiving? Turkey all day really? and all week long. Yeah, I'm not so much about the turkey. I am a huge turkey guy. It's a little on the bland side for me, but I love me some cornbread, southern cornbread dressing and gravy. And of course, I love me some pecan pie. Quite frankly, those are the only two pecan. items I need on my plate. All right. I love you guys so much. I'm thankful for you this Thanksgiving and always. And I will see you Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. 